Welcome to the New Regime Podcast, the Cleveland Browns podcast recorded immediately after every single game. Thanks for joining me. Find me on Facebook, on Twitter, at New Regime Pod. I'm your host, Nick. We're going to go through this game. Hey, look, the Browns played on Sunday. At least their offense did. 37-21 final Kansas City Chiefs over the Cleveland Browns. Chiefs move up to 8-1. Browns moved down to two, six, and one, and you kind of felt this one was coming. Um, we're going to break down the whole box score, and we're going to look at some positives, hopefully on offense and defense. Let's get into it. Okay, I want to first start with just an overall feel of the game. How do the Browns do? You know, uh, looking at the offense, they looked okay overall, considering they had a brand new head coach, a brand new offensive coordinator calling the plays. Granted, the schemes were the same, but, you know, you put up three touchdowns, one field goal, went for two on all of them. I think that was just because the Browns wanted to show their motivation, wanted to get out there. I think taking points off the board is unnecessary, though. Um Duke Johnson finally got the ball. All right. So that's a positive. Looked like they played a little more ball control offense today than they've done in the past. Some quick, quick passes that you want to see to their playmakers. Um, Duke Johnson had what? Nine catches. It's about time. They got him the ball this year. Nine catches for 78 yards and two touchdowns. You don't like that. Your running back is your best receiver again, though. So you need to see a little bit more production out of your wideouts. Um, He's such a mismatch, though, to watch play. Uh, no linebackers covering this guy. So the other thing you like about getting the ball to Duke Johnson in the passing game especially is most of the passes to him aren't home run balls. Right, You're not swinging for the fences every single time you're getting the ball to him. Usually it's a shorter pass, a high percentage pass, and you like to see that out of your your you know um, second string running back. Nick Chubb overall um, you know, didn't really have... Uh, much of an opportunity to really get things rolling today. He had 22 carries, so they did give him the ball for 85 yards, um, 3.9 yards uh, uh, per carry and a touchdown. The reason I say you didn't really get a chance to see him get rolling is because the Browns were playing behind, you know, behind the whole game. You knew that they were sort of outgunned today uh, against this particular team. Um, Greg Robinson, so stepped in for Desmond Harrison, something that I wanted to see and clearly a big difference between the two. Uh, the offensive line today wasn't perfect, but Baker Mayfield only got sacked twice as opposed to what happened the last several weeks where, where our guys were just getting overtaken regularly. So some positives on the offensive side of the ball. Um, Baker you know, continues his production to get better. And that's what you need to see out of a rookie quarterback. Uh, obviously, this team is going to have a complete overhaul in the offseason when it comes to coaching, uh, when it comes to the playbook, all that stuff. But Baker Mayfield showed that, you know, in his, you know, whatever game it is for him, um, 29 of 42, 270, 297. Uh, two touchdowns, had that awful pick at the end where you're just like, oh man, boy, did I see that coming. Uh, rating a 95. So overall from Baker's side, looked okay. Didn't look great, but definitely looked better than we've seen the last few weeks. And I think that we can take away from this game and say, okay, we're moving along. We're, we're progressing as a football team. This team isn't going to go to the playoffs. I think a lot of folks thought they might this year. Um, but look, two, five or two, six and one, obviously not cutting it, not not going to happen for the Browns this year. Um, 
the rest of the offense, uh, David Njoku, um, four for 53. Callaway had that nice catch down on the sideline towards the end of the game right before the interception, three receptions for 51 yards. You still uh, like his speed, and uh, while I've been harsh on him, I like to see him getting into the game, and and you want to just see these guys who are speed guys get the ball in their hands a little bit sooner. But he's really the only guy that's taken the top off of defense, so you have to have him sort of stretching the defense whenever possible. Jarvis Landry, only six catches today, 50 yards, not really a huge factor in this game. And you you really just want to see him get the ball more, do more with it. Um, Perriman showed up a couple times, didn't look too bad. They got him the ball um, on an end around as well. So, uh, you know, from a pickup perspective, you like to see that Richard Higgins back in the game today. So good to see him playing uh, back on, you know, back on the field and not, not a whole lot of production from the wide receivers. Um, just looking at it, our longest play of the day was at the very end of the game, 38 yards to Antonio, Antonio Callaway. Most of the other plays were, were under 20 yards. Duke had a long of 23 in, a, in one of his catches, but overall we had two, looks like two pass plays over 20 yards, which just doesn't cut it today. Um, on the other side of the ball, uh, you look at Kansas City's game, and they look phenomenal, right? Um, and part of this is because of Kansas City, and part of it is because of the Browns' defense. So let's talk about the Browns' defense a little bit. Uh, everyone is hurt on the Browns' defense. Denzel Ward's hurt. Gaines was out for a while. Uh, Mitchell's been out. Um, we know Schobert's been out. So... You know, our quarterback of the defense is is gone, and, and you can see just easy opportunities made by offenses that are playing our defense. It almost seems like there is no cohesion at all on the defense, um, lack of communication, but also just guys being in the wrong spot at the wrong time. Kansas City was averaging over 11 yards per play when the fourth quarter rolled around over 11 yards per play. That's nuts. Um, So you look at it, and Kansas City, uh, they punted for the first time in the fourth quarter. This looks like a whole other sport for this team. Um, I know that the saying is defense wins championships, but if there is a year that offense wins championships, this is year, and Kansas City should be in the Super Bowl. They just schematically look so much more superior to any other team that's playing right now. How many throws, doesn't it feel like things were so easy and guys were just so open? Like we talk a lot about execution and you hear the Browns coaches talk about execution ad nauseum. But when you watch a team like Kansas City who has clearly done something different on offense, some of these throws, while Mahomes does look like he's doing a great job. And, and clearly you can't be throwing for 375 yards and three touchdowns without being very good. But some of this just looks so easy, like first read kind of stuff. Um, and I think a huge part of that is Andy Reed, knowing how to talk to a quarterback, knowing how to have chemistry, seeing what his quarterback strengths are. This has been a thing for him his entire career. He's always been good with quarterbacks. And, you know, this is just a, a guy who's at another level of talent and there's another level of creativity happening on their offense that we simply had no answer for, um, especially with how many people were hurt. 
Um, Jamie Collins, going to call him out today, uh, even though if you look at the stat sheet, looks like he showed up a little bit, had seven total tackles, six solo, led the team. Have you ever seen a guy put in such poor effort week in and week out, especially towards the end of the game? Have you ever seen a lack of, it's just like this guy sort of stands out to me as a guy who just doesn't hustle on the field. If I put the same level of effort into this podcast that Jamie Collins puts on the football field, I would just fart into the microphone for an hour. It's just sort of disappointing to see him play a guy that that's that athletically gifted who just seems to sort of play three quarters of football every, every week because you've seen him play when he wants to. And the guy is a phenomenal athlete. And then other times he's just like not interested. So you can kind of see why a guy like Bill Belichick wants to move on from a player like that. And I think Jamie Collins, if moved to a contender, would play his heart out and would be a great piece for somebody. But on the Browns, he just looks like he has no heart. And to be fair, I have thrown a Monopoly board game across the room when I'm losing badly. So I feel you, Jamie. I feel you when it comes to effort and how you want to just cash it all in. But man, I think from the everyday guy watching uh, his favorite team on a Sunday, when you see millionaires just dogging it out there, it's just so depressing to watch. Um, another thing I want to talk on, the fourth quarter of First Energy Stadium. Um, hated the first fourth quarter. Uh, you know, at this point, we sort of knew the game was out of hand. We knew that the, the Browns weren't coming back. Really, I still had hope until Baker threw his pick. Um, and, you know, on that one's on him for sure. But the atmosphere was completely dead. Uh, the whole stadium was dead. You heard, you know, Kansas City Chief chants towards the end of the game. You kind of knew that was going to come too. Their fans travel well, especially with their team being as good as it is. So, uh, you know, some just the whole atmosphere, it seemed sort of like the fourth quarter at the end of the last two years where, you know, the team is done, you know the game's out of hand, the opposing fans are in the stadium, kind of an embarrassing thing for Browns fans, for Cleveland, um, you know, a, a, a city that takes so much pride in their team, um, having the, the opposing fans sort of take over the stadium kind of stinks. And that only happens because you have a bad team, right? That never happens to good teams. <laughs> that never happens to teams who are winning regularly. It happens because you fired your, you know, your head coach in the middle of the season, who, by the way, we did not miss at all, right? Nobody missed Hugh Jackson today. Nobody was um, surprised that we lost, but did we not look at least functional on offense? There are positives to take away from this game. Positivity on defense, even. Miles got a sack today, had three quarterback hits, one tackle for loss. Um, we forced our first punt uh, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so that's, again, embarrassing. But overall, we were just kind of outgunned. Um, the talent on our defense, especially... Uh, you know, is is lacking right now with all of the injuries we had. Um, Ward was gone. We did have a pick today. Um, you know, we only got the ball once on, on punts. Um, overall, kind of a pathetic showing on, on defense. And I did think they would actually show up and play a bit better today, but I didn't count on a couple of our starters getting hurt in the middle of the game. Uh, Kirksey also had some, some injury issues, which they probably were like, you know what, we're not going to continue playing our guys right now with, with the team 
as it is with the team getting blown out as it is. I know I've talked a little bit about Baker so far, but I do want to mention he he's he he went to about 69% completion today. So obviously a huge step up what their game plan was today did work and to be fair, the Kansas City defense really their heart doesn't need to be in most games. <laughs> I mean they their offense is so good. It's just like as long as we keep you under 30, we're gonna beat you. So to be fair and not to take credit away from our rookie, but this Kansas City defense is not the best defense we're going to play this year. They are a bad defense. Um, They are on the field a lot, too, because their offense is so good and scores so quickly that their defense is spending a lot of time on the field. But we have to give Baker credit where it is due. he, he was 69% today. He did miss a couple of throws, but as a rookie, you watch him play, and this experience is going to be good for next year. So that's why I'm tuning in. That's why I'm watching the Browns for the rest of the season. I want to see what this kid can do. I want to see what this offense can put together. I want to watch some chemistry develop on the young side of this team, which is basically all of it. Uh, I want to see Nick Chubb get the ball a little bit more and and you know, the offense get a little bit more going on in the run game because under four yards of carry, just not, not something you really want to see, especially when you have a rookie quarterback who desperately needs run support. Um, but overall, I, I'm feeling very positive about, you know, this team, how the Browns overall are playing, you know, from a offensive perspective compared to what we saw, obviously not positive from a, you know, um, overall perspective, I would much like to see the Browns offense putting up 30 points a game and looking unbeatable. But realistically, when we watch this team play, you know, um, not too bad. Uh, If we're looking at other rookies, Sam Darnold today had four interceptions. So yeah, while Baker throws a bad pass occasionally, Sam Darnold had four picks today. His team lost 13 to six. So he lost the game for his team today, which I would not say Baker did for the Browns. Um, other guys that, you know, of course we're interested in watching are those other rookies that are, that are playing out there. But I think mostly I, I keep my eye on Darnold because he's the guy that's, you know, everybody wanted instead of Baker Mayfield. So with that said, you know, um, the Browns are looking like they're developing this guy, even if the record doesn't show it. And that's what I really want to see is I want to see this guy continue to grow. And then next year, obviously we're already thinking about next year, which is kind of sad, but he's going to need some help on the line. He's going to need some playmaker support. Our defense clearly needs some help, but also they're, they're very injured. Our tackling was awful today. And a lot of people were talking about tackling on the defensive side of the ball, but look, man, our guys weren't, we weren't in the game. They were gassed the whole game. They haven't been awful this whole season. They've been bad in certain games for sure, but I have seen much worse tackling teams than this particular team. Today they were bad and, you know, they had to have been based on the average yards per play by the Chiefs who just look so, so good. And, you know, if there's any team that I would be cheering for in the AFC, 
you know, obviously I'm cheering for the Browns, but if there's any team that I'm hoping actually puts together a run, it's somebody other than the usual suspects, right? So that's why I'm going to be cheering for the Chiefs because this team is sort of a new team. You want to see them sort of uh, uh, take over from somebody else that that's been there forever, like the Steelers or like the Patriots. Uh, that's my personal opinion. But uh, Browns today just didn't have it. They were outgunned um, and, you know, on defense had no real answer for an offense that was clearly superior in every way. Hang in there, Browns fans. There's a lot more reason for positivity throughout the season. We're probably not hitting the playoffs, but we do have some playmakers. We do have some fun players on this team to keep an eye on. Miles Garrett continues to play well. Baker Mayfield continues his growth. That's reason for us to continue watching. So thanks for listening. Hopefully we'll talk to you again this week. Go Browns.